Hello. We're going to look at the Tao Te Ching, Chapter 2, Part 2. But first, I'm just going to read all of Chapter 2 straight through from the uh, Regina Dawn Akers translation. When the whole world defines the beautiful as beautiful, other things are seen as ugly. This can be harmful. When everyone defines good as good, other things are judged as bad. This can be bad. You see, the idea of is and its opposite, is not, engender one another. Easy makes difficult and difficult makes easy. Long creates short and short creates long. Above supports below and below supports above. And this is the part that we're going to look at this, this week. Moreover, voices harmonize with tone. Leaders and followers follow each other. Therefore, sages live without controlling anything. They do not teach with words. They teach through being. Life happens, and they flow with life without resisting. They create and inspire, but do not possess. They do what needs to be done without relying on it. They serve, and what they do has benefit, but they don't dwell on accomplishments. Because they do not dwell on accomplishments, their accomplishments endure. All right, so let me start off by telling you, um, I translated the first part of the second part differently from everyone else. I said, moreover, voices harmonize with tone, leaders and followers follow each other. Let's look at the Chinese characters and I'll show you what I did. So we had this flow that was in process. Um, difficult, easy, each other accomplish, long, short, each other form, high, below, each other lean, incline. But these three lines seem to be saying is that one kind of makes the other. Uh, just like defining as beautiful can make ugly, defining as good can make bad, uh, defining as easy can make difficult, and defining as difficult can make easy. Define as long creates short. Remember, we looked at this with the forks, and short creates long. Above supports below, and below supports above, right? One kind of makes the other, because they're all relative. They're not truths, right? Uh, I could say that my glasses are above my neckline, but then my forehead is above my glasses, right? So, so uh, now, now the glasses are below. So again, everything is relative. But then what happened with the next couple lines is they seem to be saying a little something a little different. Notice this doesn't say tone and voice each other create. It says each other harmony harmony and create or harmony and make or harmony and form 
they're not the same thing same with the next line front back it doesn't say each other accomplish right it doesn't say each other lean incline it says each other follow so where these seem to be saying the first three lines seem to be saying that one creates the other they're relative one creates the other the fact that the glasses are above makes the neckline below uh, but the fact that the forehead is above makes the glasses below right they're relative this didn't seem to be saying the same thing it said these harmonize it said these follow each other so at first I translated them like most people do for example voice harmonizes with tone I might even have said tone harmonizes with voice I don't remember how I said it and I did say front follows back and back follows front you know so it's more like how everybody else translated it but um to be honest it kind of nagged at me in fact I think it nagged at me the way I remember it now for a couple of weeks it just nagged at me uh, even though the translation seemed pretty clear <laughs> And then what happened one day when I was taking a walk was it just hit me that just as Jesus taught in parables, Lotsu taught in symbols. What if these two lines were different because these were symbols that were transitioning into the next section about why a sage person lives as they do? as soon as I had that realization I heard these two lines differently um I heard voices harmonize with tone meaning before I was thinking music this time I heard like tone meaning like attitude so for example if I say you know children talking at the dinner table is bad and I and I and I and I continue to say that then those children grow up and they also say children talking at the dinner table is bad because the voices are going to harmonize with the tone you know um if we say America is the greatest country in the world Americans may harmonize with that right uh if we say <laughs> hard to think of these examples if we say um well think for example of women's liberation prior to women's liberation it harmonized that the man was the head of the household once women's liberation began to catch on it began to harmonize that women are equal right so voices and you know tones change over time for example or and even over cultures the voices tend to harmonize with those tones that had the same meaning then to me as the next line front and back follow each other front being leaders and back being followers but they follow each other so for example let's say that it wasn't the leaders that began to speak women's liberation right it was the crowds and pretty soon the leaders are making new laws to, to, to say that women have equal rights. In that case, the leaders followed the followers. And of course, we all know that followers follow leaders. So what I began to hear these two say is, as we are 
judging and making decisions about we what we see and living in this world of duality what's happening is that what we are seeing what we are judging what we are believing is spreading it spreads and other people see it believe it judge it too therefore and with this knowledge here's how the sage is going to live the sage is going to live in a way so that maybe some voices begin to harmonize with the sage's tone the sage is going to live in a way that maybe leads people back to truth right so voices harmonize with tone leaders and followers follow each other therefore and then the whole next part comes in right therefore sages live without controlling anything sages don't need to control anything because as we learned in chapter one they know that everything is the Tao. When we try and control, it's because we're in the judgment of duality. We think that some things are good, some things are bad, some things are desired, some things are undesired, some things are helpful, some things are not helpful. And we are trying to control so that the, the good, uh, the desired, and the helpful is what comes our way. And so that we can avoid what we have defined as the bad, the undesired, and the unhelpful, right? So in duality, if we're seen with duality, we need to at least attempt to control things. But the sage doesn't see with duality. The sage sees the Tao. Everything is the Tao. And therefore, there's no reason to control anything. So through the act of not controlling, the sage is communicating truth. And in fact, that leads to the very next line that says, they do not teach with words, they teach through being. Now, this doesn't mean that a sage never uses words. Lao Tzu is using words in this book, but that's not their true teaching. Their true teaching is the way they're living, right? They're living differently. They're not trying to control things. They're in acceptance of what happens as it happens, right? In the way that it happens. And that gets seen. That kind of sparks a little seed in the minds of the of those observers and saying wait a minute you know this person's okay with that right we call that the peace that passeth understanding and we see the peace that passeth understanding in the sage and we become curious in fact that's how my spiritual path started I read the book uh peace pilgrim her life and works in her own words and I could see that she could see something that I couldn't see, right? I knew that she knew something which she called love, but that it was a, a power in the universe. It was a reality. And that's not what I thought of love as. I thought of it as an emotion. And what began to happen in me was I wanted to see the way Peace Pilgrim saw, right? I wanted to know what Peace Pilgrim knew. So living the way she did was a demonstration that communicated to me. So sages live without controlling anything. They do not teach with words. They teach through being. Life happens and they flow with life without resisting. They create and inspire, right? Just as Peace Pilgrim inspired me, they create and inspire 
but do not possess. So a sage is not going to try and um, possess you, you know, like a like a like a cult leader would, right? They may create and inspire just because of their way of being, but everything is the Tao, everything is free. They don't possess anything. Nothing is mine. They do what needs to be done without relying on it. They aren't doing this so that they can get money to, you know, make them feel secure. They're doing this because it came to them to do this. End of story, right? That's it. They serve and what they do has benefit, but they don't dwell on accomplishments. They're not stuck with, you know, uh, well, let's take NTI as an example, that that book that I scribed near the beginning of my spiritual path, the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament. I don't run around with NTI saying this is the truth. Uh, I don't run around with NTI calling this my book. Uh, I don't run around with NTI telling everybody else that they should have it. I scribed NTI. I pick up NTI when what it has to say is useful. Uh, other than that, I, I lay it aside and, and, you know, it is what it is. And literally it has nothing to do with me. And this is the way the sage is, right? They serve and what they do has benefit, but they don't dwell on accomplishments. And then it says, because they do not dwell on accomplishments, their accomplishments endure. In other words, their accomplishments aren't coming from the ego, which is very temporary. Their accomplishments are coming from the inspiration of eternity, and therefore their accomplishments are very eternal. That doesn't mean NTI is going to last forever. Let me, uh, in order to clarify both chapter one and chapter two, I wrote a summary. So let's go look at the summary that I wrote, see if we can get some clarity here. So this is my summary of the first two chapters of the Tao Te Ching. The Tao is everything, but don't expect to know the Tao in the same way you know other things. The Tao isn't perceived like other things are perceived. You can't understand it like you can understand other things. The Tao can also be called the way. Those are good and useful names, the Tao and the way, but no name is real. No name is the essence of the thing that is named. The Tao, which can't be perceived, understood, or named, is the source of the universe. But the universe is not a universe of things. It is one verse, one composition. It is the Tao. Once we start giving names, the one composition begins to look like many different and separate things. What leads us to name, define, and divide the composition of the Tao into many things? It's the desire to see and know more than the Tao, to fulfill some idea of lack to have something beyond what is here and now. If we can let go of that desire and be satisfied with what is, with the composition as it is, we will see the Tao. If not, we remain with the vision of many things. 
In truth, there aren't many things. There is only the Tao. The truth feels like a mystery. How can many things be only one thing? Yet if you step into that mystery and go deep into that mystery, you will discover the Tao. The Tao is beauty. When you see only the Tao, you see only beauty. Yet, as soon as we start naming it beauty, we somehow create its opposite, ugly. That is the beginning of division. That is the beginning of problems. The Tao is goodness. When you see only the Tao, you see only goodness. Yet, as soon as we start calling it good, we create its opposite, bad. That is duality. With duality, one thing needs its opposite. So if good exists, bad must exist too. This is why there is evil in our world. Once we say life is, is easy, we discover it can be difficult too. That's duality. And once we step into duality, duality multiplies. Long and short appear, above and below appear, etc. The tone of duality spreads as its song is sung throughout humankind. By following one another, we become so confused that we think duality is reality. We think duality is the truth of how things are. And then the sage appears to demonstrate that something else is true. The sage demonstrates the truth of the Tao, the truth of one. One way the sage does this is through not controlling things. You see, if there is good and bad, things must be controlled so we can avoid bad and receive only good. But if there is only the Tao, nothing needs to be controlled. The truth of the Tao can't be learned intellectually, so the sage doesn't try to teach it to us that way. Instead, the sage teaches through being. For example, as life happens, the sage simply flows with it, accepting what comes when it comes and letting it go when it goes. When we see that the sage is genuinely content with whatever arises, we begin to see something that is different from duality. We begin to see that through the sage, but we begin to see that through the sage. And we become curious about what we are beginning to see, like I did with Peace Pilgrim. In this way, the sage gives birth to our awakening our awakening to the Tao. But the sage does not try to own that, take control of that, or have power over us in any way. The sage simply continues to be the sage, the one who is in touch with the Tao. The sage does whatever it is that needs to be done, but doesn't expect anything from what's accomplished. One who loves the mystery of the Tao does not put expectations upon it without intention. Everything the sage does is a service because we intuitively sense the Tao through everything the sage does. 
It's not actually what the sage does that teaches us, for even the sage knows these accomplishments are meaningless. It is the way the sage is that consistently continues to teach. That way of being is a physical representation of the Tao. Since the sage's way of being represents what is eternal, the vibration of what the sage does lasts eternally. So it doesn't mean that if the sage writes a book, for example, that book will last forever, kind of like the Bible and the Tao Te Ching have, but the vibration of awakening that went into that, that vibration continues within consciousness and it will manifest in a lot of different ways, uh, appearing as many other people with many other creations and many other inspirations. So what we've seen then is that the Tao is all there is, but through naming, defining, and desiring, right? Desiring for it to be something different than it is. And we played that game after chapter one, where you may have noticed how many times that echoes in your own mind, where you're wishing something was different than it is, and it could be anything, right? It's just like echoing all the time. That is actually judgment. And that is what creates the perception of duality. And again, some duality is practical, like it's helpful to say, hand me the small fork, but it's also relative because it's not truth. And some duality is actually harmful. Like when we teach a young girl that she's unworthy because her hair uh, looks a certain way instead of another way. If we teach that one kind of hair is good and one kind of hair is bad, for example, that seems to spread throughout our culture. Pretty soon, people are creating products and tools to straighten the hair, to make everybody's hair the same. The sage knows this. And so the sage uses this to be differently so that seeds kind of spark curiosity about the truth, awareness of the truth, and that begins to spread. Sages don't wish that things were different than they are. That idea is not echoing in their mind anymore. They accept what is as it is. And there's peace in that. And we see that peace. And we crave that peace. And we become students of that peace. So that's chapter one. Chapter two in a nutshell. An assignment, if we want to live this, how do we practice this? I think a good assignment is to continue to play with the echo of wanting things to be different than they are. But this time, let's inquire into that. So when we see, when we notice that the mind is saying, I want something to be different than it is. I want the weather today to be different than it is. I want the words I spoke to be different than they were. I want 
my appearance to be different than it is, whatever. In addition to noticing that that idea is echoing in the mind, which again, that's judgment. Ask, is it true? Like, do I really need this to be different than it is? Can I accept the weather? Can I accept my hair? Can I accept whatever? The answer doesn't have to be yes. You might say, nope, I don't feel like I can right now. That's okay. But I bet the answer is going to be yes sometimes. I bet sometimes you'll find your resistance to what is just kind of melts when you inquire into it. And in those times, you'll be like the sage. Life happens and they flow with life without resisting, right? You'll start noticing, yeah, if I at least inquire into these judgments instead of believing them, I find I can flow with things better. So let's make that our practice between now and, and next time when I come back with chapter three. Now, I said that I would in, end every chapter by sharing from another chapter, uh, another translator. And I happened to pick Jonathan Starr again, which is the same one I picked for chapter one. And Jonathan Starr, you might remember, is a little bit interpretive. Now, I didn't pick Jonathan Starr because he translated just like me, because he didn't. And in fact, if I share my screen again, and we come back to the very beginning. Remember, I told you there were a couple of ways to translate this. Some people would say when the whole world defines the beautiful as beautiful, other things are seen as ugly. But some people used to say something more like uh, the whole world sees the beautiful as beautiful because first there was ugly, right? Two different ways. But whether you translated it one way or the other really depended on how you translated this character. This character could be translated as then, which is what I did, but it could also be translated as already. So if you translate it as already, this would say this evil, ugly harm already, like it already existed. This would say this no good already. And so that makes it sound like uh, the evil or the ugly or the harm or the no good existed first. And because they existed, we recognize beautiful or because no good existed, we recognize good. Now, I didn't translate it that way because I couldn't confirm that as truth within myself. Within myself, based on my own scene, it's the beautiful that's natural. It's the good that's natural. And not in the way that you think of with good and bad. Some of the things that people would see and think were bad are actually seen differently. And so it's, well, it's like in, in Genesis when it says that God created the earth and then he said, it is good. Good is all there is. So because beautiful and good are natural, I couldn't say that uh, ugly and bad were already here. I had to say that they existed, but when we define them, then some things look like the opposite. So again, whether you chose then or already, 
you would have seen that sentence differently. And Jonathan Starr apparently chose already, uh, where I chose then, you know, so didn't translate it like me. But uh, I still find his translation to be very, very valuable, very, very contemplative. So let me read that to you. Everyone recognizes beauty only because of ugliness. Everyone recognizes virtue only because of sin. Life and death are born together. Difficult and easy, long and short, high and low, all these exist together. Sound and silence blend as one before and after arrive as one. The sage acts without action and teaches without talking. All things flourish around him and he does not refuse any one of them. He gives, but not to receive. He works, but not for reward. He completes, but not for the results. He does nothing for himself in this passing world. So nothing he does ever passes. All right. That's all I have on chapter two. I'll see you next time for chapter three. Bye.